Hello and welcome to Hmm, Interesting Choice on the Hat on Dog Network. This is the Bad Music Podcast. Your hosts John and Martin, that's me, review weird, terrible or just straight up interesting albums. We have special guest comedians, musicians and civilians and we all tear into some of your most hated or perhaps most loved music. Please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We're on Twitter and Facebook at HMM Choice. Send us your comments. You can also find us on SoundCloud and our website, hatondog.com. Well, we're back. We're clearly not doing monthly episodes anymore, but we've got a few good ones in the can. So here's one we recorded about, oh, I don't know, 10 months ago. But if you're a dog, that'd be even longer. So maybe you are a dog. Maybe you have a hat on. Today we have Gemma Flynn, comedian, podcaster, also part of the Hat on Dog family. Check out her podcast, Dash Capital. This is a very fun episode, a lot of laughs, a lot of love. Dash of hate. Welcome to today's episode. Today's episode we have an excellent guest, Gemma. Hi. Gemma Flynn. Say hi to all of the people. Hi, people. <laughs> Today we're doing your recommendation, the yes. soundtrack to the film The Bodyguards. Yes. Why? <laughs> <laughs> for so many reasons, John, and thank you for <laughs> for teeing me up there with a really specific question. <laughs> um, yeah. Why did you pick this album? Well, because it's such an interesting album, right, for a number of reasons. It's a bit like taking ecstasy because it's like a real high high in the beginning and then there's the come down right <laughs> ushered in by a certain kenny g and if you've even <laughs> remotely listened to the album i'm sure you know exactly what i'm talking yeah, about this come down is unique and then that happens during the album for still. sure for sure but there's plenty of grist for the mill here lots to talk about mm. secondly it is like one of the most successful albums of all time it's right sold very well hugely yeah. like i think apart from thriller maybe it's maybe it's up there with the top it's definitely the best i looked this up it's the fourth best-selling mm. album yeah. of all time which I yeah. was very surprised Unbelievable, yeah. right? Thriller, Back in Black and Dark Side of the Moon mm. are above it Yeah, and they should be below it if you ask me they're <laughs> Because all... creatively, that's our one <laughs> Yes, oh god, we're going to get into it We're going to get right into it But I'm a huge Whitney Houston fan as well, I have to say, right? And, R.I.P. Oh god, this is why I'm head to toe in black and have been since 2012 mm-hmm. Because <laughs> may we never I've forget i to ask, that's the reason <laughs> I think about it every time I have a bath because that is how she died. Don't we all? Yeah. Don't we all? Don't we all? We should. We should. That's a nice moment to think about Whitney. You know, mm. maybe listen. Can't we to just this change album. the name from Bath to Houston? Well, <laughs> go sure. for Houston. If yeah, f- fine. I'm on. I'm up on board. Let's rename some streets while we're at it. Like wow. I don't think people are Houston. Re- well, Texas. Houston, Texas. Yeah, mm. let's let's make that more about Whitney. But yeah, pe- I don't think people are really remembering Whitney as much as they should. Mm. If you ask me, because she everything's all about these new celebrity deaths, but. She was the original shock. By the way, before we get into this, I feel I do need to know everyone at this table's sexual orientation because I think that will flavour how we've how we've listened to this <laughs> album. Martin, you're I'm, I'm heterosexual, straight. right? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. straight. You're straight. Okay, I think that might. I'm anticipating that might cause some problems here because I think to really enjoy this album you have to be a gay man or a straight woman yeah listen to this though i definitely felt like defiant and sassy and (laughs) mad at my boyfriend yes exactly yeah yeah. i feel Mm. if you're not i'm just gonna preempt your complaints by saying if you didn't get this album you should go away like suck a dick or two or whatever (laughs) come back listen to it again and see how it feels so should we stop now or (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) 
whatever's best whatever's best right so yeah let's get what i'm interested like what did you guys think about this Marty, you're, you're straight you <laughs> <laughs> on you go uh I mean, Whitney Houston is fine, okay? Oh, I'm not a massive Terrible Whitney statement straight Houston. off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible That's statement. Like, let's not speak ill of the dead. Um, <laughs> Whitney Houston, fine. I remember the film, speaking of which, I said to John, hey, do you want to watch The Bodyguard? And John's like, nah, it's boring. Oh, like, my oh God. you've okay. seen it? John was like, no. Right, well, you both watched Labyrinth boring. for Aaron McGathy, so That's now true. I know where I stand. That was, that was an <laughs> exciting <Benedict>. film. <laughs> this is boring. The Bodyguard's an exciting film. It's oh, it's a thriller mm, I've top seen to it. bottom. Yeah, I've seen it, but you so. haven't, John. Nope. Yeah, right. Well, fine. This album is like Terrible. enlarging a hole that's already been drilled using a single point cutting tool. What do you mean? Boring. That's a fucking heterosexual male thing to say about this <laughs> brilliant album, right? This there. is a boring album. No, there are well, a couple of tracks that are good. Right. Okay. But this is but boring. But we could. It's. Anything but boring, right? It is a roller coaster from top to bottom. <laughs> it's not a roller coaster. Oh. It's, it's like an escalator. Those airport escalators. John gets very bored in theme parks. We've maybe not established <laughs> this. You all see John bored, put him on some dodgems. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just open our minds for an hour, right? And I'll take you through why this is one of the best albums of all time. Yeah, there's I'm classic all- songs <laughs> on this. So you sure. can see oh, yeah, why yeah, yeah. Yeah. people would buy it. So I, I will always love you. Let's go into the first song. Let's get why? right into the that's a great song. It's a brilliant Dolly song. Dolly Parton wrote Which it, I a didn't great know song. before I, f- I, did I have to say, like, I can understand why people would be bored of this because it's one of the most famous songs of all time, right? Mm. But Really? Because a, a second ago, he didn't seem to be able to... <laughs> <laughs> Even accept fine. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I don't accept oh, I like how that's boring, a- my boring is fine, your fine is not. No, cool. you're, you're oh, both... Okay. Utterly wrong. Like, let me be clear about that. <laughs> Crystal clear for the oh, No, I understand. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. Um, but no, I Will Always Love You. So much to say about that. Right, so yes, it's a Dolly Parton song originally. Lots of interesting stuff. So Dolly, apparently Elvis wanted to record this, mm-hmm. but um, Elvis wanted a huge amount of her like royalties and stuff which is a bit of a dick move isn't it mm. um and so dolly was like nah bitch fuck you i'm not giving you this anthem and then whitney houston wasn't even supposed to record it for the bodyguard but kevin costner is a big fan Indeed. of the song so mm. kevin costner suggests a few things that a they should record this song and b when they were producing it for some reason i think kevin costner got involved in the production of this actual song, which yeah. is a weird He's fact. He's the first name in the thank yous for the album. Oh, of course. First name. Oh, my God. What does Kevin Costner know about music? Everything, he suggested doing out. that song. Exactly. And like, originally, Wendy Houston was going to do What Becomes of the Broken Heart. Yeah, which would have been incredible as well. I wish of I could course. hear that. But also, right, okay, this is the appeal of this whole album, though, right, is that this soaring, like, Whitney Houston-style vocals mm. okay so that's oh it's not the sax solo at two minutes which I didn't even know was oh, on the song oh, it's a lot Kenny G's that. getting all up in this album <laughs> fuck yeah absolutely Kenny's mark is he's, he's sent into this album like an yeah. pooch. Kenny G is the Whitney Houston of saxophones as far as I'm concerned of saxophones <laughs> yeah I think that's true he's a saxophone himself <laughs> oh, okay. yeah Move on. But also, I think the thing is that people kind of get today when they think about these kind of anthems, they're probably a bit sick of them because like the X Factor style covers mm. that happen. But what we need to remember is that when Whitney Houston first came out, I mean, I'm just 
going deadly serious with this, by the way. Whitney Houston came out. When she first came out, although there's some theories about that as well. We can get into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, when it was like she had been birthed by God himself, you know what I mean? Like or she, herself. Or herself. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, um, you know, her voice is like the most incredible thing anyone had ever heard you know no one had done her style of singing before and she had the most like powerful amazing dramatic voice and this is like why everyone was so freaking out about this album and Mm. and i have to say as well i saw i had the great pleasure of seeing whitney houston live in about 2007 you know how okay obviously one of the interesting things about whitney houston was her demise right so she got heavily into crack Mm. cocaine and uh, she did one last sort of tour and it was really really interesting because it was around the time of the ash cloud do you remember the ash cloud the volcano yeah, yeah exactly and so whitney she had to get to glasgow via bus and she was like <laughs> from ext- where from london right <laughs> return driver it's like oh, the, the city link or whatever yeah and she was none too happy about oh. it like, and she spent most of the concert just talking about how she'd come via bus <laughs> and she was like glasgow glasgow whitney came for you on when they got on a bus for you glasgow raise the roof <laughs> that was like most of her reasoning but anyway when she started to sing I Will Always Love You, that was like... Did you say oh. bus instead of you? <laughs> <laughs> I will always get on a bus for you, Glasgow. Um, but no, she she just couldn't really sing it anymore. It was really, really mm. sad because her mm. voice had deteriorated so much. Because of the crack. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there was a lot of um, sort of false reporting by her PR people at the time that it was just that she'd put on a bit of weight and there was all these stories about how she'd been addicted to club sandwiches. <laughs> but The silent killer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so those extra layers of toast. Yeah. They'll do it. Um, but yeah, so she was like, oh, totally. She could hardly sing it, but she would say it. So... <laughs> Gets to the chorus. I will always love you. That is what it was like. Um, I got to say. I will always love bus. So she's like, um, you know how the start of it's like, if I, if I, and everyone she she did the first bit, and everyone was like, oh my god, she's gonna sing. I will always love you. Crowd goes wild, and then she goes, should stay. I would only be in your way, Glasgow, and then. Proceeded to say the rest of it like a spoken word poem, yeah, and it was reading. it was it was so sad. But at the same time, she she was still working up a sweat. I could see she was working, so I appreciated it anyway. As long but as she put her sweat into it, she put her back into it. Bless was her. Was Diana Ross not originally offered this part? I think I read yes, that. Yes, she others. was. With she's still going strong and st- and unbelievably so. Still, mm. still has a good voice. She was supposed to be doing it with Steve McQueen, yeah. the Bodyguard movie, right. and Steve McQueen mm. had a bit of a diva fit because he didn't want to be second billing to Diana Ross, mm. which like bitch, who please would? get who, a grip. Who would top Diana Ross? Exactly. Know your place, son. Mm. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Stay in your lane. In your stupid bike or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay in the bike lane. <laughs> exactly. Or the bus lane, right? <laughs> Let's move on to another song. <laughs> okay. I, I have nothing. I have nothing. Oh, amazing. Amazing. This is a very boring song. Oh, fuck. This is no, not John, a good song. Why? Mm. This is thumbs well, okay. down. See, I'm going to be open-minded right now. I'm going to open my mind and my heart mm, to, not you, close to, to, to your <laughs> opinions. Bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just say, people have done that with John before. 
it I'm gets all up in there. John, I'm ready. No. Tell me why. What, what is? Take me through it. Give me a bit of your sense of it. This is. I feel like playing a bit of the song will mm-hmm. explain it. Okay, yeah, go. It's like the Let's same it. tone throughout. It's right, right, not right. Good. Just the start of that right there. Oh, I'm already wet. <laughs> right there, like keys. Oh, that tiresome melody. This is, this, yeah, this feels like elevator music to me. Well, you probably have heard it in lifts and stuff. <laughs> that feels like a slam against that song. Because no, it's so popular, you know, that's where they play all the good stuff. Yep. <laughs> top five, top tens are in elevators. That's where I get all my music. I don't know about you. I get most of it from elevators, to be honest. Yeah, sure. This song, again, has another classic key change. Oh, gorgeous. Like, I, I like a good pop key yeah. change. Yes, see, I'm you winning you over, John. You're coming round. You're not winning me over. I had these already. It's an established view <laughs> from John. It does come up in every episode. We're both yeah. like, Do you oh, love a key, key change. change. Yeah, yeah, just a, such a simple... Mm. Call me a locksmith. Everyone loves a key change. <laughs> <laughs> That's the correct response. Uh. I won't. I won't call you that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Take my keys, please. Wow. But yeah, I was I was listening to it on the train on the way through, and it I, I felt it was a bit of a weird, creepy album to be listening to. Don't you think? Like I was like, oh, people are going to hear me listening to this and be like, oh, she's. Mm. She's What's the right. one of the most popular albums of all time? <laughs> I know, but it's quite lame, isn't it? I know, I know. But it'd be odd. It'd be a bit odd. But you know what? <laughs> Let's hear the second part Go of this on. thought. We've heard the first part. But I think Agreeing it w- there would be weird. But let's see. <laughs> but, but I think it only feels weird because if you hear someone listening to that, you're like, they listen to that every day. Yes, exactly. I don't know why, but you hear that, you're like, that's their album. They listen to it right. exclusive with that That's album. true, right? It's it's not like, oh, she's casually just catching she's up just on the bodyguard. It's like, on this the bodyguard woman soundtrack. has problems, yeah. you know. The next song is pretty good, actually. Oh, fuck yes. Next song's great. Fuck yes. It starts the sinister. The like, start's amazing. You can't, you're crazy. We can play the start as well. Yeah, play the start. I just want to get to like the it's, Casio keyboard drum fills. You need the, They're really nice. It's like you need the starter to enjoy the main course, you know what I mean? That's like you true. need. You need the context. You need the also. bit at the beginning to be like, what's coming next? Mm-hmm. I'm amped up. I'm ready for this. This is fine, but it cut. They ha- this keychain, this chord that sounds sinister, that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just about to get shot. Oh, shit. Where's her sister? She's dead. Oh, God. She's dead in the corridor. Oh, her sister's in the club. <laughs> no. Which is heaven. The club in heaven, yeah. <laughs> or hell, where she belongs. Poor Whitney. <laughs> no, Whitney. Whitney's in heaven. Oh, well, Whitney's sister. Sorry. Please don't get me wrong, Rita. You missed that drum fill. That was very nice. Yeah. Like that melody. This is a well-produced song. Sure. I mean, if you're interested in production, for sure. But you know, let's think a bit deeper. Uh, I will say, I find this claim that she is every woman dubious. Okay, let's get right into it. What do you mean, John? She's every woman? It's all in her. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's all in her? She can be every woman in the entire world? Yeah, Uh Um, (laughs) uh-huh. 
this is what happens when you open your mind to John yeah, and you yeah. try to take what's a very stupid <laughs> literal joke with no further step yeah. built upon it and then you try to answer him seriously I'm just saying uh-huh. Uh-huh. I just feel like I'm not a woman. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I'm a guy. Oh. I can't identify with this at all. I feel so sassy. Yeah. Well, I mean, gender's increasingly fluid, isn't it? So maybe soon you'll be allowed to sort of feel that a bit more. <laughs> I can read your thoughts, everyone from A to Z. Exactly. Oh. My brain is sorted alphabetically. There is a weird lyric, though. Are you autistic? <laughs> <laughs> I'm artistic. Okay. Thank you, Felicity Ward. A lot quicker into the episode that this guesses came. Usually it's much later. Oh, we usually hit the autistic point. Yeah. Oh, usually on the way out the door. Like, this is your co-host. Is he? It's like uh, uh, the usual suspects where you drop the coffee <laughs> mug. It's like, it's all making sense. Yeah, as you're walking down the street, you become a normal person. <laughs> what have I unearthed here? Oh, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, there's loads of creepy lyrics throughout all of this, actually. Every single, maybe because of the theme of the movie, there's a lot of just stuff about stuff. Talking and yeah. yeah. Do you think they had to like force those movie references in? Like, oh, I've got a nice clean love song. We need something like about danger and fear. Let's yes, just this in. exactly. And that's why it's such a coherent artistic statement. Well, I mean, <laughs> this isn't an original for this album. It's a Shaka Khan song originally. Exactly, Shaka Khan, mm-hmm. as she shouts out halfway Shaka through. Shaka Khan. <laughs> Khan. <laughs> Which is nice. That's mm-hmm. nice. She must have felt good yeah, about that Shaka like, Khan. I feel like that should be a requirement. If someone's covering a song, they should shout out to them. Well, it. yeah, you hear that all the time in hip hop when they're mm. just like, you know, DJ Mustard or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say DJ Mustard? <laughs> Mustard on the beat. He's getting all over everyone's songs these yeah. days. <laughs> DJ Mustard. Guys, okay. we're half an hour into this and we're on track three. That's I'm- good. Let's slow it down. <laughs> Oh, we're not going to talk about the back half much. We, exactly. We need to right, really get the most I mean, out of the front true, half. Yeah. You know. Uh, let's go on to the next one. That's like me when you're having sex with me. <laughs> Get the most out of the front half. <laughs> go on. Well, let's let's go on to the next one. John, what's sex like for you? <laughs> John, I've so, uh, so All up front, all up front. Get the most out of the front half. See, if you're making more out of the back half, maybe you'd enjoy this album. <laughs> <laughs> great, great stuff, Gemma. Well done. <laughs> Track number four. <laughs> number four. Run to, Run to you. you. This is my favourite. Okay, just mm. to preface this. Okay. Just to preface this, I've wrote down, this is the most boring song oh. <laughs> I've ever oh. heard. John, you and I are going to make an uncomfortable, <laughs> an odd couple. <laughs> Uh, this is a great song. So Come I'm on. opening my mind. <laughs> Explain to me how this is there's the a most really boring heart, song in the There's world. a really heartbreaking middle verse, isn't there? Like you've got the lyrics there, Martin. I do not. <laughs> well, that's I a lyrics, sloppy, sloppy yeah. co-hosting. Yeah. Right, um, get me the lyrics. I've got them here. Right, okay. So the middle verse, John, read that and have put some heart into it. Think about your loves each day. Uh-huh. Each day I play the role mm-hmm. of someone always in control. Okay, mm-hmm. let's start again and don't picture the person you want to murder. <laughs> <laughs> let's pick the person you want to love. Okay. Each day. Each day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm terrified. Is that the response you're going for? <laughs> yeah. Each <laughs> Yeah. Each day. Each day I play the role of someone always in control. 
But that night, I come home and turn the key. Uh-huh. There's nobody there. Nobody cares for me. What's the sense of trying hard to find your dreams without someone to share it with? Tell me, what does it mean? Oh, sad, isn't it? Ah, come on. Well, you get in and there's no one there for me. That's assuming you've got enough disposable income to live alone. If you've got I've flatmates, got that doesn't really apply. But uh, yes, this doesn't apply. <laughs> <laughs> Still, uh, you know, there's no one there for you at mm. night. No one cares about your your day. No one cares about what you've achieved, even though you're achieving a lot, despite the odds. Right, well, let's... I, I don't know exactly where it is on this song, but let's play that verse, because I feel oh. like that's not going to come through. This this is so elevatory, boring. No! Ugh. Again, you've got this. I come home and turn the key There's nobody there No one cares for me Oh, sad For the listeners, there's a single tear dropping down John's cheek I've not thought about it this way Oh, weird, he's catching fire (laughs) Sparks, sparks it's, it's boring! Shut up! It's boring! Ah, don't resist, John! Let it end! <laughs> <laughs> but, like, just try and put yourself in the role of, like, a woman in the 90s, you know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> the role I was born to play! <laughs> Neoliberalism has just hit big, okay? I was going to typecast as that movie. What Tony Blair. John Major's the Prime Minister. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Your haircut is the Rachel. <laughs> You're sporting the Rachel. You've never been sassier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're wearing a kitten heel. I've just moved to the city. I'm wanting to make it big. Sure. I mean, I get it. I mean, there, there's. I don't know. It feels like quite melodramatic lyrics. I don't know how much actual personal effort is in it. Maybe. How, well, how do you know that? Come on. I know Whitney. Yeah, I, I disagree. <laughs> I don't know her, I don't know her. You don't know her. I don't know, I can't... What's your stance on this? <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't... You can't. I'm just going to old Mary <laughs> Right, but if you just dismiss it as elevator music from the off, then what's the point? I'm not dismissing point, it. You know? every, song, every song I get to, I'm like, I'm up for this. Sure. Like, I was up for I'm Every Woman, which is after a very elevatory song. Yeah. I'm, I'm up, it's like... First song's good, great. Maybe it's Second just one, ballads. Uh, like, what is it you enjoy in a ballad? I'm not a fan of ballads, generally. Well, that's the thing, then. Our conversation should not have even... <laughs> like, we should not have like, started some other hosts. Where's the alternates? Like, well, I'm, I'm genuinely interested in what your opinion is on that song. Who, me? No, no, no. <laughs> telling. Very telling. Very telling. I... I mean, I think I know what your opinion on this song is. Oh, he doesn't want to hear and he already knows. Oh my God. Welcome to the podcast. I assume you love this song. Yes, sure, yeah. sure. Like I, it's I, an emotional song. Anyway, Martin, what do you think? It is a fairly plodding ballad. Um, I do... Laughs of incredulity. Do you not like ballads? Though? I like some ballads. And uh, yeah, I think the best part of this song is... Uh, the part where she's singing like Run To You which is like a really kind of quickened pace which is kind of interesting like uh-huh. uh, just that melody and that rhythm it feels like you guys part. are analysing it like very much as like fucking music producers or something which by the way no one cares about like we just no I'm, I'm on board I'm on board to get like personally involved with yeah, these songs yeah think about how it relates 
waste your life like that's come on John well there's just something about like how polished and produced that is that feels hard to connect to we should be talking about producer David Foster then who some of us know from uh, the Real Housewives franchise (laughs) 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 but anyway but anyway yeah yeah I I hear you I hear your production notes I'll pass them on (laughs) I mean if you're wanting me to get into like the lyrics or the song meanings of it yeah or how how it fits in your day to day life it doesn't (laughs) I do not not have time for that I'm sorry to disappoint Um, okay. ballad, ballads are fine sometimes but yeah this this isn't aimed at me have you ever stalked someone before you were with your now lovely girlfriend like did you ever have a stalking sort of phase or someone who you were like really obsessed with or ever stalk Edward Martin <laughs> that's the question yes <laughs> Um, no (laughs) let the record show I answered Uh no there's no shame in a bit of stalking we'll do it it's like very defiant and sassy to things which me and John aren't I am very it's funny though isn't it funnier to be like into that kind of stuff like you guys are straight men are just so like oh I will only listen to Elliot Smith what a bummer that's not true I like cheesy like dumb songs. Yeah. Okay. Great. What like what can things? No, I've get? said it. <laughs> I've no, said you it won't admit it's hard, it. It's hard for me to even think of an example as I think you're. That's right the now. thing. I think you know you just need to sort of let loose a little bit, right? And not from the noose, and not care what people think about your musical tastes. You I, know what I mean? I don't care though. Like if I love <laughs> yeah. this, this would be the place and time <laughs> for which to admit it. But I don't. Next, <laughs> next track. Next, next track Queen is great. Night. Queen of the Night. Oh, like this is my night. fuck song. At this, <laughs> this and Candle in the Wind. Like, uh, <laughs> back to back. In comparison to every other song, this is just so thumping. Like, oh, it's so great. so energetic. It's so good. It's so good. Mm. And there's a big old guitar solo on this. Yeah, that's my least favourite bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's where it's like I'm being prodded with a phallus or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember the men guitars? Oh, <laughs> God. Anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great song. Like yeah. Like, it's alternating what I like and which says on the next song because <laughs> the next song is so boring. Um, and, okay. Jesus here, loves Jesus me. Last Whitney Houston song From on here this I'm Whitney on Houston board, album. right? This yeah. is where it takes a nosedive for me. And Whitney, she always puts a Jesus-y sort of God song on her albums, I think because she was doing so much crack and she felt guilty or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, was she doing crack during the Bodyguard years? A little bit, apparently. Oh, yeah, no, I looked yeah. into this. But she's, her voice is still at its peak here, but this is where she's with Bobby Brown and, you know, mm. things are starting to go a little downhill for old Whitney the baddest man in town do you think she was given a confession to the priest and she said or the priest was like do ten Hail Marys and do two Jesus songs on your album (laughs) yeah she was like done and done (laughs) yeah yeah it's penance yeah Uh, this song does sound like a sister act knockoff it's crap isn't it I hate it and it's a weird one because for like the biggest selling album of all time or something you know it's got such shit at the end of it right Mm. and these artists that we're about to get on to I feel like a lot of people bought it for I Will Always Love Definitely, they yeah. could basically have deleted all the rest of this stuff. Yeah, and, and perhaps should have. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really glad that I hope that you both sat and listened to each song. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's very front-loaded. Yes. Well, on to the next one. First non-Whitney Houston song, Kenny G and Aaron Neville. And Kenny gets the main credit here, which yeah, is so true. funny, right? It's so odd that Kenny G is credited at all when he's with somebody else. I know. He's just 
playing like sax. I know. That's what he does, though. That's I know, like, but like it would be like crediting somebody else playing guitar as like yeah. a guest on it. I know. That's a testament to Kenny G's mm. power at that <laughs> the time, brand isn't name. it? Uh, speaking yeah. of singing songs, Aaron Neville on this, Aaron I haven't Neville. heard him sing Don't before. Know. He has mm. such a silky voice, you can barely <laughs> hear it. According uh, to Wikipedia, he's been described as the human opal. <laughs> yeah, oh. I get I get that. Yeah. Can, can we listen Let's to play a little bit That's a singing? perfect accompaniment it's for a really good description of yeah. what he is yeah, like. Yeah, like he manages to like fade in and fade out his voice in such a <laughs> you have, of course, weird way. You have, of course, heard him a little bit because Horatio Sands does him on Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't oh, really? know that. Could you turn this man into this Ladies and gentlemen, music. the human opal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. That must have been a hard life for him. It's <laughs> <laughs> back Kenny Jean's This is a pretty decent song. I like this yeah, Oh, like you're song. fucking out of your mind. Because I'm like I'm sorry. Oh, a guy singing. <laughs> I get this. You're crazy. <laughs> a guy singing the a guy on saxophone. <laughs> two guys. <laughs> I'm on board. Uh, guys. <laughs> Lads, 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 lads. The human oboe. <laughs> Such a funny name. Quite phallic as well, isn't it? Indeed. God. Well, it's a terrible song. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're both wrong. It's a terrible song. Uh, let's go on to the next one then. Uh, Lisa Stansfield. Yeah, uh, this is not. Thing. This is not memorable either. Is Someday it? I'm coming back. Although yeah. I bet Lisa Stansfield bought four houses off the back of this from the sales alone. Honestly, yeah. like. Yeah. What else is she getting money from? That one where it's like being around the world and I, 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 I. Love you, baby. Yeah. Yeah, Lisa Stansfield. <laughs> Gone, but not forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. Are you guys a Stans, Stansfield fan? Stans? This is, that song is just advert music to me. It's like what totally. they play with like a Barocca advert. Yes. It's like soul background. Yeah. Such a specific example. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not like it'd be paid by Barocca. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Uh, the S-O-U-L oh. system. It's going to be a lovely day. It's the cover that no one wanted. <laughs> no body that people should protest against. I know, it's really bad, right? And it's in the movie for honestly about three seconds. Mm. So it's like just so, so pointless. I but. didn't quite know what was happening because I read it very quickly. I was like, oh, lovely days on it. That's great. Mm. And then I got to it. I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like lovely day with a weird rap. Uh, Michelle uh, Visage. Michelle Visage. Oh, my God. From RuPaul's Drag Race. That's From right. RuPaul's Drag Race. She, she's in Soul System. You know what? I think that I've heard Michelle Visage talk about being on this soundtrack before, and that's fucking shameful because it's the worst that's, song. That's what she's on. That's terrible. Doing the rap. God, that's how Michelle Visage could afford all of those like acrylic nails and fake tits. Was <laughs> 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 this album? Making that again, sweet money from the bodyguard. This is again another reference that some gay men would have been over all of like a rash, <laughs> but they're right, just falling on deaf, hetero ears. Here. I, I'm sure we've got many homosexual listeners. <laughs> please, yeah, please don't denigrate our listeners. Oh no, please, listeners, get at me. I need yeah. you. Yeah, we I have a massive gay fan base. <laughs> yeah. so, I hope so. <laughs> Parentheses. What's so funny about? Peace, love, and understanding. Well, it's a comedy podcast, guys, so <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, not the much. The fact that they made this song is <laughs> exactly. not good. It's yeah. real well, the, bad. The song's great. I don't know why. The song's it's... great. Yeah. This is a Martin. good song. 
Are you kidding me? That's not a good song. Get on. The Let's original. On. Well, I will say this. This sent me in search of the original almost immediately. Really? Oh, or, I don't know uh, it. Or Elvis Costello's uh, version. Oh, you don't know the Elvis Costello? Oh, nope. that's really good. Oh, it's no. Music. No. It's, no. His, it's his version's very good. How do you guys resolve it when it's something like this, when it's like one of you likes it, one of you doesn't? Like, what's the... We take 10 paces. <laughs> no, like, what's the, <laughs> what's the end goal here? <laughs> Like, What's the are you goal? are you trying to convince each other that one that this is a good song? We or? don't often pick. Okay, we don't. Listen, John is as stubborn as a mule, <laughs> so he cannot be convinced. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, and Martin is so open-minded. But what's your? <laughs> but what's I your smell a sick like? <laughs> So on, on to the next song. I'm waiting the next- for you. <laughs> You said earlier on, this is, what was it you said? Your fuck track or something? Oh, Queen of the Night is my fuck track. Yeah, this That's your is, fuck track. I wrote, this, this is, is your fuck, fuck music. Oh, this is your fuck music. Not track. Oh, I hear it. I get it. Yes. Wow. I'm in a garden centre. <laughs> I'm in B&Q. You have sex uh, in B&Q? Uh, no, I just... Do you have sex in B&Q? No. You know, a, th- a fun thing to do, you guys are in a relationship, you could try this, like, mm-hmm. it would be funny. Just to- for the listener, it's <laughs> <laughs> a point to be John, but me, my girlfriend, who's sitting next to me. Well, you could try and, like, fuck to one of these songs and just see if you could do it. We could try. Wouldn't it? Be- <laughs> Fingers crossed we could do it. But yeah, report back. <laughs> <laughs> Reporting. Live from the fields. We'll, we'll take notes. <laughs> Straight past Kenny G. What's next? For you. Joe Cocker featuring Sass Jordan. Trust in me. This is like Joe Cocker, a duet with Sass Jordan. Why is it not Whitney? Why is Whitney not just in every song of this? It's album? all that uh, she's just on the first half. Because the least. second half is just fluff, honestly. The first half, you know, with Whitney, you've got to... She was always either doing something perfectly or... Busy smoking loads of crack. <laughs> <laughs> but doing that perfectly too. Oh, perfectly. Oh, in terms of crack smoking, like she was. Nobody does it better than Whitney. Wow. <laughs> the problem is, for a crack addict, she had so much money. You know what I mean? So she she was. I feel just... like the problem was the crack. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but if she'd eventually run out of money, she wouldn't maybe be able to get it, or you know, someone might have intervened, or she might have been like, "This is boring." But it, there's so many stories. <laughs> if about... only crack was more expensive <laughs> or exactly. boring. Exactly. <laughs> but like, there's so many stories about Whitney's crack addiction, where she would just like take herself off into a bathroom with like. Um, Bob, like Bobby Brown, or some like a bag of vibrators and stuff, and like loads of crack. And there's a famous story about <laughs> whatever's closer, Bobby Brown or a bag of vibrators, <laughs> both interchangeable, both provide the same function. Yeah. Well, exactly, except that she, a famous story about Whitney is that she used to get Bobby Brown to when she was constipated from all the cracks, <laughs> scoop the shit out of her asshole with a spoon. <laughs> That's a. This wasn't too far away then with that analogy. <laughs> uh, so as long as they're not smoke. mixing like the crack spoon with the spoon that oh, they're scooping, because that would be too. Much. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Bobby was our great love, and you know you don't do that <laughs> with someone you don't know well. Exactly. <laughs> You really got to know somebody to open up to them. So that's great. That's why ultimately I love this album because it's like Whitney's love for Bobby was so strong. And I hope that one day a man will love me enough to scoop shit out of my asshole. Just imagining that scooping happen with I will always love you in the background. Oh, 
Well, um, which brings us to theme from the bodyguard. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, having uh, successfully not talked about Joe Cocker, etc. On well, the theme from I don't care. Does Joe Cocker have a shit spoon anecdote? I don't think so. No. <laughs> theme from bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah, I could take there or leave this as well. No, it's fine. I've wrote down the word pensive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad you had to listen to it. That's good. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's, it's fine for, you, for like background back. theme music in a film, which yeah. is yeah. But yeah, what a ride though. What a ride. What a ride. On this what a ride, guys. <laughs> really great for like 15 minutes and then just stationary. You know what? Back guys, through, back to the let's come back here in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Listen See to it again. I recommend that you fall in love, have a heartbreak, get stoned in the bath and listen to this album and then come back to me and tell me what you think. I might have a bath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well okay I'll take it <laughs> you've got more than most that's a concession that's great I feel good about yeah, that you've got John to have a bath John, whoa whoa that's, that's what I might have a bath John this is what this has all been about <laughs> sorry this is an intervention okay it's a mate it's a mate <laughs> Uh, so, like, we rate the album dis- hate, dislike, like, or love. Okay. And then we see whether they artistically achieved what they wanted on the album or not. Okay. So. I'll go first. Right. Well, go I first. love the start of it for sure. And mm. the end of it, no one listens to. So, but, yeah. I listened to it. Well, we all had to listen to it. <laughs> and thank you. That, I appreciate it. But, um, yeah, the sort of... Whether they achieved it artistically is a really interesting one because mm. I think of any album you probably do on this podcast, they probably achieved way more than they could have ever have dreamed with the Bodyguard soundtrack because mm. yeah. it's just like a yeah. soundtrack for a movie, yeah, really. Yeah. It probably has led to like so much influence in the way that female vocals happen now yeah, yeah. and also so much work that goes into like movie soundtracks as well because everyone's like oh if you could just get that one yeah. like guardians of the galaxy for instance they had a recent big hit with the soundtrack didn't they mm. and that's all come from because of that like surprise big hit from the bodyguard everyone's like oh what if we could make like just a huge amount of money off the back of this so yeah. anyway huge amount of influence like in all of music and pop culture so yeah. Blam. Love. Love. Marm yourself. I'm going to go dislike. A couple of like classic ballads that are saving it from me saying hate, but the back (laughs) half of this album was a drag. Yeah. It's not a great album to listen to as a whole, as you're saying. No one will listen to the back half of it at all. (laughs) I think they absolutely did achieve for most of like what you've said, the reasoning you gave. It's like the best-selling soundtrack of all time, of course, but then it's also the fourth best-selling album of all time. Crazy, right? It's the best (laughs) album we've ever done. So like, let's just cut that bit. Let's let's cut that bit. Let's cut that. No, cut and paste. (laughs) (laughs) And you, John? Yeah, I think I agree with that. Um, I dislike it. There are great songs on it, but there are also really fucking boring songs. Yeah. Like if a couple of those songs weren't good enough, it would have been hate because I hated those boring songs. But like, I always I love you. It's a great song. Um, Queen of Night. Mm -hmm. I'm every woman. Good Mm -hmm. songs. Um, I'll defend um, even if my heart would break. That's fine. Aaron Neville. I'm glad you got something out of it in the back half. That's mm. nice. Yeah. 
Do you yeah. remember it from when you were like yeah. six or something? Yeah, yeah. Mm. It was just everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. God. Oh, great times. Mm. Nowadays, <laughs> these kids with their one week in the we, top yes. five. Yes. Well, I will always love you as number one again or something in 2012 when Whitney passed. R.I.P. Bless her. But you know, such power. <laughs> <laughs> Gemma. Do you have anything you would like to plug? Oh, yes. I've got a Twitter, at Gemma Flynn. Mm. Yeah. On that note, that's been our episode. Yay! Yay. Thanks for having me, guys. Yay! (laughs) Do not repeat. Interesting Choice is a production for the Hat on Dog Network. For more information, visit hatondog.com.